Hello, friends, and welcome back to the While We're Waiting Hope After Child Loss podcast. I'm Jill Sullivan, your host and one of the co-founders of the While We're Waiting ministry. This is a podcast of stories, stories of devastating loss and grief and heartbreak and struggle, and stories of hope and healing and faith, and yes, even joy. Underlying every conversation is the hope we have in Jesus Christ, which makes it possible to not just survive the loss of a child, but to live well while we're waiting to see them again in heaven one day. You can learn more about our ministry and the free bereaved parent retreats we host by visiting our website at www.whilewearewaiting.org. Welcome to episode number 163. Today's story is about the While We're Waiting ministry itself. Back when this ministry was in its infancy, the four of us founders met with a consultant to get his thoughts about what we were doing and maybe get some advice about how to get while we're waiting off the ground. After all, none of us had ever started a ministry from scratch before. The consultant was very kind and helpful, and though I don't recall everything he said that day, I do clearly remember that he gave us two very specific pieces of advice. First of all, he advised us that we needed to charge money for our while we're waiting weekends. That was not initially our intention. Our plan was to offer our bereaved parent retreats for free. But he assured us that in order for people to feel like they had some skin in the game, you know, some ownership in what they were about to do, and for them to actually show up at our events, there needed to be a cost. We decided that probably made sense, so when we scheduled our very first while we're waiting weekend for bereaved parents back in April of 2011, we set a price of $150. We didn't have a website or anything at that time, and no way for folks to make an online payment, so the first group of attendees brought checks and cash to pay as they arrived. But you know, before that weekend was over, each of the four of us individually felt prompted by the Holy Spirit that it was not right to charge grieving people to be ministered to. And as the four of us gathered together on Saturday evening to review the events of the day, we decided together that we needed to refund their money. So as they left on Sunday morning, we gave them their money back. And since that time, we've never charged for another while we're waiting event, and thankfully God has provided for this ministry in such a way that we haven't had to. So we discarded that first piece of advice the ministry consultant gave us. The second piece of advice he gave us was to change the name of the ministry. While we're waiting, he said, it sounds like you're sitting kicked back in a recliner with your feet up, just waiting for life to be over so you can go to heaven. I don't remember exactly how we responded to him. I'm sure we politely acknowledged his suggestion, but we didn't even need to talk to each other to know there was no way we were going to change the name of the ministry. That picture of being kicked back in a recliner was completely the opposite of our idea of waiting. But until my conversation with Dr. Lee Warren a few episodes ago, I didn't really have the right word to express clearly and concisely the meaning we were trying to convey when we chose the name while we're waiting for this ministry. But in that episode, Dr. Warren mentioned the Hebrew word kava and said that it refers to the concepts of both wait and hope. I told him that day I was going to have to research that a little bit, and here's what I've learned. The word kava is used 46 times in 43 different verses in the New American Standard Bible. It has two usages. One is a figurative usage, meaning to wait, to look for, to hope, to expect, conveying the idea of waiting with anticipation or looking eagerly for. 
You see this usage in such scriptures as Psalm 27:14. Wait for the Lord, be strong and let your heart take courage. Yes, wait for the Lord. And Lamentations 3:25 and 26. The Lord is good to those whose hope is in him, to the one who seeks him. It is good to wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. And the well-known Isaiah 40:31. Those who wait for the Lord will gain new strength. They will mount up with wings like eagles. They will run and not get tired. They will walk and not become weary. All of these refer to an active waiting. Be strong, seek him, walk, run, mount up. They also refer to a hopeful waiting. Take courage, hope in him, not becoming tired or weary. And that is certainly what the waiting refers to in while we're waiting, an active waiting, a hopeful or hope-filled waiting. Yes, life is never the same after the loss of a child. The grief can be unrelenting and brutal. The days and nights are often grueling. Yet because of Jesus, we have hope. If our children knew him and if we know him, we can have absolute confidence that we will see them again one day. And that makes the waiting not just bearable, but can make the life we live now a time of great anticipation as we look forward to a sure and glorious future. And while we're waiting, we can strive to live well, even as we grieve with authenticity, to serve the Lord in a way that glorifies Him and honors our children, and to point others to faith in Jesus. I mentioned that there are two usages of kavah. The second is its literal usage, which is to gather, or to bind, or twist together like the strands of a rope. I love this definition, too, because it captures the concept of while we're waiting. Think about a piece of string. It's fine for some things like flying a kite or tying a tomato plant to a stake, but could you use it to drag a car out of a ditch or pull a skier behind a boat? No, for that you need rope, which is essentially a bunch of strings twisted together. We as grieving parents are also pretty weak on our own. We can try to do this journey by ourselves without others to walk beside us and help us carry our burdens, but it sure is harder that way. That's why our ministry here at While We're Waiting is so relationally focused with in-person support groups and retreat events. When our hearts feel like they're hanging by a string and we're not sure how we can take another step, it's helpful to be bound together with other hurting hearts who understand our pain. Gathered together, we're able to support and encourage one another. And as our own rope gets thicker and more secure, we can reach back to those behind us on this child loss journey and help them grab a hold of the rope too. This meaning of kavah also reminds us that we can do none of this in our own strength. We need to be bound together or entwined with God in order to truly wait well. As we are twisted together with him, we gain strength and we can wait with great anticipation for that day we are reunited with our children. So, we also discarded the second piece of advice that ministry consultant gave us. We are thankful for those who generously give to the While We're Waiting ministry so our retreats can remain free for those who attend, and we are not changing the name. Although if we ever did consider a name change, I suppose it could be While We're Kavaing. It certainly would fit what we believe our calling to be. 
Before I go, let me put in a quick plug for the next Our Hearts, Our Home conference for bereaved parents coming up October 13th and 14th in Indianapolis. My husband, Brad, and I will be included in the panel of speakers, and I'm especially excited that our daughter, Bethany, will be joining us as well to host a session on sibling grief. Many of you have heard the podcast episodes I've recorded with her in the past. I'll link them in the show notes. And she has a lot of wisdom to share from her own experience as a bereaved sibling. I'm also excited that Mark Vrogop will be one of the speakers at this event. You may know him from his book, Dark Clouds, Deep Mercy, on Biblical Lament after the loss of a child. The in-person cost is just $75 for an individual, and the online cost is $50 for an individual or a couple. For speaker information and a detailed schedule of events, visit ourheartsourhome.org slash conference. I'll also put a link in the show notes for you. Interviews will resume next week. Be sure and come back to hear the stories of some remarkable kavaing parents and their children over the next few episodes. And if this podcast has been a blessing to you, please be sure to add a five-star rating or a review and share it with someone who might be encouraged by it. Thanks for listening, and I look forward to meeting you here again next Wednesday.